Welcome to Spotlight Conversations with voice talent and DJ Donna Reed. Donna talks music and media from her sunny linoleum-free studio. Come on in. How are you doing? Thank you for joining me today in this little comfy studio where each week I talk to someone in the media business and there's always something new I learn, even if I know these people really well. There's just something interesting. If you want to find out more about the podcast, voiceover work I do, blogging, about the voiceover business, go to SpotlightConversations.com or you can head over to Instagram and to Facebook and go to at Spotlight Conversations. You'll find everything there. All right. Today I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, talking to Mike Wheelis, the morning show guy, the big guy, the dude at 94.7 QDR. We're going to talk about the American Country Music Awards. We're going to talk about Shady Grady. What? Who? We're going to talk about country music. Not necessarily in that order. Mike, how are you? I'm great. It's it's much. It's, I wish I could hug and kiss on you because I feel like Aww. I've known you for a long time. When you were uh, work seven to midnight at RDU 106 back in the day. Back in the day. And I thought, gosh, she's sexy sounding. Oh, my. Well, should I just <laughs> turn this around and you could do the interview? Okay, and also, if I may say, 30 years in radio, you don't look a day over like the last time I saw you, which was probably long, long time ago. 30 years at QDR, right? Uh, I will have been doing the morning show 30 years, August of 2022. Wow. I have been there. I, I came in 88. I was a news guy. Okay. In the newsroom. I was doing PTF, WPTF, and QDR News. Mm-hmm. And then I went to overnights, and then the consultant came in and said that you need to be on mornings. So here I am. Now, Kevin Silva, did you work with him doing news, or were you a... Yeah, well, I left uh, QDR for two years to go work at a station in Richmond because I wanted mm-hmm. more money, and mm-hmm. that's I got more money there. And then um, I, you know, things in my personal life were a little difficult, so I wanted to come home. Right. And I knew Brian McFadden, who, you know, obviously was at RDU. Yes. He was at the old QDR. Yes. And he was the first DJ I met uh, years ago at the state fair. And I called uh, Brian and I said, Brian, uh, I, I know I know you're working at the new station there, 1039. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any room for me? And he talked to Kevin because he, he knew my talents. And I, I obviously knew Kevin Silva's talents. And uh, I don't know, we got together and uh, we had 13 months of a blast of a morning show and then they turned the format. <laughs> yes, and everything changed, but in a good way. Because, yeah, you know, things. Way. Now, I said earlier Shady Grady, and maybe a few people don't know Shady Grady. What is she talking about? It is your cat with attitude. So it's C W A is what I call <laughs> So what makes her so, or is, is it a he? Grady's a he. Uh, well, my wife brought the cats into the family. Um, Good for her. And uh, I don't know. She. I was an old Sanford and Son fan. Mm-hmm. I love Fred Sanford. And okay. um, she said, well, I've got a couple names I'm thinking about. And one is uh, Grady. And I'm like, Grady, Shady Grady from Sanford and Son. Absolutely. And Grady Perfect. is, he's a dog in a cat's body. Uh, he likes to roam around the neighborhood. She has a GPS tracker. Really? Th- throughout the morning show, I'm getting notifications. Grady is 400 feet from the house at 2024 
you know, whatever street he, and if he goes too far, my wife will get on her bike and go get him and bring him back. And we are that family in the neighborhood. Wow. But it's good to know that it seems like it's a great extension of what you are having a cat like that. Yeah. He's like his father, which is Uh, a little nutty, uh, very sociable, uh, very playful. You need that for mornings. Yeah. You do. We could also talk today about Blake and Gwen's wedding. Oh, one of my co-hosts, well, one of my uh, co-workers mentioned that she was pretty sure it was going to happen on July 4th weekend. And sure enough, it did. It and did, yeah. I don't know. I was still kind of trying to get over the Blake divorced Miranda when Gwen <laughs> yeah. came along. Right. And I was a big No Doubt fan back in the day. I uh, thought she was gorgeous. And I'm just, Blake Shelton has always been one of my favorite interviews. From back when we interviewed him, when I'm, 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 you can't see this, but I'm holding my hand against my shoulder where the mullet would be. One of the best interviews you can have. Nice guy. Um, a great guy, will roll with anything. And to get with Gwen Stefani, that was just pretty shocking in Nashville when we were doing our broadcast from Radio Row there, the CMA broadcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, he came around for the last time a few years ago before the voice, right, right after the voice. And the scandal was Gwen Stefani. Oh, no, what's going to happen? What happened with Miranda? Uh-huh. And it's just great. It's it's, it's great to, to see that they, he and Gwen uh, really do love each other. They consider each other their best friends. And that wedding, I mean, I bet it was just star-studded. And, and I hear they had burgers and tacos, probably from his old red uh, restaurant there in Oklahoma. Yes, right. And when you went to UNC, did you think that you'd be – interviewing country music artists did you think you'd go into radio was mornings your that's what you really wanted i mean how did that what was your focus Ooh, go heels i i was always the class clown but i didn't know what i wanted to do i knew i wanted to do something in the limelight so uh my dad came home this is in high school my dad came home and threw the newspaper on the table and said there's a job at the radio station in town why don't you apply for it so I did. I was awful. It was at a little country station, WWGP, the top dog. Oh, where? Modern country music. Okay, what city? That was in Sanford. Oh, wow. Um, turns out my dad knew the owner through the Kiwanis Club and said, give my son a job. <laughs> I was horrible. Horrible. No, you weren't. I was so you bad. Weren't. I walked on the back of my throat. I was horrible. <laughs> and I don't know, I started getting better. And, you know, you have to find who out who you are with your voice. Yes. And I, I found it. The next thing I know, I'm working uh, six to noon on the country station and then noon to six on the FM pop station next door every weekend. Mm-hmm. And it went from there. I always listened to QDR when it was rock and roll when I was in high school. And I never thought I'd work there. So it was it's kind of ironic, you know. I treasured uh, what it, the station and the format was, but as I've grown older, I've enjoyed what the format is now. What is the most memorable interview you've had at QDR? The most memorable, the one that sticks out always. It, you'll always remember it. Let's see. Uh, Blake Shelton, every time I walk up to him, he likes to kiss me on the face. I don't know what it is. It's an affectionate guy. That's, that's what uh, it is. I love the fact that he doesn't care. He has the no, he gives no craps. Right on. Uh, Luke Bryan picking up my guitar. I bought at the pawn shop the day before, and he complimented on how nice it was, and he played. And those stars usually get four or five minutes right. per uh, interview. Mm-hmm. He played a set of 90s country hits on my guitar for nine minutes. And the little... Um, 
girl that was walking him around was doing the wrap-up signal and kept doing it and getting mad, and Luke he just kept playing, and I thought, wow, that's magical. Uh, Ronnie Millsap, mm. um, we, we were getting ready to get a picture together, and right as they take the picture, he grabs my ass. He says, I bet he's smiling now. <laughs> Keith Urban, I always bring my guitar oh. to Nashville for the CMA broadcast. Keith mm-hmm. Urban came by. And I, I used to play in a band. I don't remember a whole not, lot now, but we played uh, um, English, modern English, I'll Stop the World and Melt With You. Uh-huh. So I'm playing that slowly, and he walks up, and he starts singing it with me. And I'm like, oh, my God, Keith Urban is singing with me. This is amazing. Where, where was yeah. your phone, right? I think I have it recorded somewhere. There are just so many little moments like that. The best moment I can tell you, involves me and my daughter and her friend and Toby Keith in 2003. This was one of those moments. They had decided uh, there was a there was a family out of California that wanted to take out under God out of the Pledge of Allegiance. And um, we had been all the talk that week and Toby Keith was in town. And I said, wouldn't it be great if we got Logan, my daughter and her friend Sarah, because they came with me to the show mm-hmm. to go up on stage and recite the Pledge of Allegiance. And and we got them up there and they, you know, the cute little voices and the microphone, the spotlights and the crowd standing up with their hands on their hearts. And when it got to under God, the entire Walnut Creek just reverberated. I got goosebumps. I walk off stage. Toby's uh, road manager said, man, that's the best thing I've ever heard. I've got goosebumps and I don't have any documentation of it. And that was one of my greatest moments seeing that crowd in the spotlight all in unison, you know, kind of patriotic, you know. That was my next question. The most poignant interview or something that really stands in your mind. Are there other ones that were just I mean, country music is fun and it's entertaining, but I'm sure you had a few interviews that were very serious I spoke to Glenn Campbell years ago in New York when we did the uh, CMA broadcast from New York City for one year in 2005. And I don't know, I've always been interested in the behind the scenes and being he was a songwriter. And I, I, you know, he it was it was more serious because he talked more about the songwriting and the sessions. And and I could just see him light up. Uh, I asked him when he filled in for the Beach Boys back in 65-ish. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know. He just seemed to have a passion. And I was just engrossed as a little kid because I love to hear the stories behind the the music, especially. I've worked a lot of different formats. What is it about country music that's different than the other formats in regards to audience, um, performers? Country music listeners um, are generally... uh, it, you know, traditionally blue-collar, hardworking, uh, family-based, faith-based, a God and country. And then you pile on the new generation on top of that that love the more contemporary songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel that they're more dedicated. The country artists are more easier to reach and talk to. Um, and I've dealt with rock artists. I just feel that country artists are more down-to-earth. I believe that the listeners are more down-to-earth. That's a good family format to work in. It took me a while to realize that I'm in a, I have to work at a family station. So ah. I got to remember, I got, I got a six-year-old and a 60-year-old and, you know, like a yes. grandma. You know, so I have to try to not to walk too far over the line. Um, ACM Awards, the first time, what was that like? Well, 
I've gotten two CMAs and an ACM. Um, CMA was extra special. My first CMA was extra special because I just got married in 2013, remarried in 2013. And we got back from our honeymoon that day and the phone call comes in and I'm dropping my bag and thinking this is the best year of my life. Um, it was incredible. I got to sit right where the stars are to watch the CMA broadcast. Mm -hmm. There was Lady A literally sitting beside me. Rascal Flats was behind me. Tim and Faith were a couple rows up. I mean, it, it, Taylor Swift was on the next row over. I mean, it was incredible. I got to see so many great acts at such a close range and got to be part of the excitement. Four years later, we won an ACM and we got to fly out to Vegas, which was extremely fun. I uh, got to be part of that show and see all the stars there. Uh, and then just most recently, before the pandemic in 2019, uh, my co-host Janie and I won the CMA again in a revamped, smaller version of the show. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, it just, you know, you know how it feels. It's good to be uh, rewarded by your peers for your hard work. Yes. Were you ever very nervous when you went to those events, when you saw the celebrities, or by that point you were all kind of used to being around celebrities and, you know, take it in stride or... Yeah, because a lot of these celebrities I see quite frequently. Mm -hmm. I know how they act and interview and how, what you can get away with. My, some of my peers I get intimidated by because, you know, I think, wow, that's really, that guy's really good. I'm like, I don't know if I'm that good or good enough to, I don't know if I should be in this room, you know. There are some really good talent. There's a lot of good talent out there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I get intimidated by that because at the end of the day, I know this is, there's a lot of people wanting the same job. It's a tough industry, you know. But to have the longevity that you have gives you a bit of an edge. You have to agree. Uh, yeah, it doesn't hurt. Sure. Uh, I, I joke. I jokingly tell my uh, boss that I'm the Cal Ripken of radio. I show. I just show it up for my job every day. Better, better, better. There he is. <laughs> so, how do you see radio five, ten years from now? Saying it's it's been a tough it's been a tough challenge for a few years now. The pandemic has change things it's changed listening uh right now the different times of listening is still not where it was mm -hmm. um uh, it it's it's weird it's different um a lot of people will listen in the morning and then they'll dial out after 10 o'clock to hear their streaming service or their serious um but it's it's still the top you know listen to medium in this industry mm -hmm. uh radio is why do they leave? Do you think that radio audiences today are just going to stick with that morning show or the afternoon show and then stream other day parts? Is, do you feel like, because that's, it's, it seems like that's unfortunate because there's still great midday, afternoon and night oh, talent. Yeah. Instant gratification. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not hearing mm -hmm. what I want to hear, so I just pull it up. I'm, I drive my wife crazy. I'm constantly flipping. <laughs> it's just the nature of the beast. I mean, I yeah. do the same it's thing. A, it's, a, it's a guy thing, too. I just think that, uh, that streaming is more and more the, the um, millennials and the uh, next generation up. They, they don't watch TV. They don't listen to the radio. No. They are streaming. They are pulling up their YouTube. They're pulling up their TikTok. I mean, I can't predict what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I think as long as there's a commute... There's going to be radio because it's free. And there's cars. Um, and there's cars. Um, <laughs> right. As long as radio is free, which it is to the consumer, uh, I think that there's always going to be a chance, uh, at least for another 10, 15 years. 
Talking to Mike Wheelis, morning show host, 94.7 QDR in Raleigh, North Carolina. When you're not on the air, are you cooking? Are you doing yard work? Are you going to concerts? Are you playing your guitar? What are you doing? I am, yes, I'm the cook in the house. Same in my house. I know, I feel bad. My (laughs) wife works from home. Uh, She's basically upstairs all day. When I come home around lunchtime, she comes and gets her lunch, kisses me, and goes back upstairs. What does she do? She is in breast cancer research at UNC. Wow. Her name is Amy. And uh, so she does stuff that I don't understand because we're radio people and we don't know fancy stuff like that. I'm married to a chemist. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I make make dinner. I, uh, yes, I do the yard work, make dinner. Um, And, uh, yeah, I don't really go to a whole lot of concerts if I don't have to because... I'm a homebody. I like uh, grilling out with the neighbors, going to bed early. Don't you think a lot of radio people deep down are? We're in a little room talking to millions, and we like that. What is it? I mean, those people, they meet us, they go, oh, you love it. You know, the crowds. Mm, You might like it. I like them okay, but that little intimacy, the little room, totally cool. You, you're in control of your destiny with the listeners. Right. You can hang up on the listeners. You don't have to be around them and see them. You're co- absolutely correct. I told everybody on the air, I have been training for this pandemic for 30 years. I come home by myself. <laughs> I walk in the neighborhood by myself. I am always by myself. I'm locked in the house alone by myself. I go walk at the park. I make dinner, I eat dinner, I sit on the couch, watch my show, get ready for the show the next day, get up and go to work. I'm not really around a whole lot of people. So this really didn't bother me a whole lot. Right. Yeah. So when you go to a concert and you're the MC and you're entertaining the troops, can you do that? You can do that. You're versatile. And Donna, you know how it works. You, you get do. home on a Friday and you're like, oh, finally. And then you realize you have a show and you go, oh, gosh, <laughs> you got to flick that switch back on again and you yes. don't want to. Yeah, and yeah. I, I hate doing it. I grumble. I, I, I cuss at my wife and, I, and I'm fine when I get there at the venue. And then we uh, we mingle with the people in the parking lot and tailgate and do a broadcast from mm-hmm. out there. And um, I, I, that's fun. I enjoy that. And then we do the go backstage and do the kiss in the hands and the mm-hmm. babies and all that. Mm-hmm. Then we usually bring the, uh, the act on stage unless it's an act I really want to see, I'm dropping the microphone and heading out and heading home so I can have a beer with my neighbor. If I set my mind to a show, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to have a ball. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, the loud noise, the crowds, I I just want to be in silence, you know? I'm going to, I feel like I should do big research on this. It seems like every radio person, with the exception of a few, say the same thing as you. They they like this, where we are right now. Right. You know, uh, you've been to Walnut Creek many times. Mm-hmm. I think it was always funny that after me and our my co-hosts would introduce a show, that we would be immediately backstage to watch it on the TV screen and have a beer and chat in silence. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? All these people have paid lots of money for tickets and upgrades, and this is their big weekend. Yeah. And we, we in the radio industry would really have anything. We don't want anything to do with it. What's coming up at Walnut Creek this summer? A lot of stuff. Finally, concerts. That's what I am. I am excited about being back. Uh, there are a whole bunch of shows. 
it's one of those we've all been joking at the station. Get ready because what you didn't see last year is going to be twice as bad this year. <laughs> what are your plans down the road for Mike? I I have been asking myself that for years. All I've done since high school is radio. I couldn't tell you. I've been racking my brain for years about what to do, what else to do, and I don't know. Um, I got offered a job as a PR guy for a town close by here, and I thought, oh, nine to five, that would be cool. I wouldn't have to get up so early, and my wife was like, you'd have to work nine to five. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I can do that, and wear (laughs) pants. I wear shorts and a T-shirt to work. I just Okay, I'm glad you said you wore shorts because right now – we have this interview going, and I can see you. I mean, for the podcast, obviously, they're going to hear you. So thank you for the clarification. <laughs> you, you know, Mike, here's the interesting thing. I didn't really know I wanted to go into radio. It was my dad's ambition to be in radio. Really? Uh, his father was an eye doctor, an optometrist. And in, he, he had an office building in High Point, North Carolina, in the same hallway as the radio station, uh, WMFR, I believe. And dad would get bored, so he'd run down the hall, and he got to know one of the DJs who would show him around, and he'd flick some switches, and he got interested. Got the and bug. he got a job out of high school on his own at a radio station in Thomasville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother would not hear that at the country club with her, uh, with her friends, because that wouldn't be doctor or lawyer. That's a radio person, and you'll just never have any money or prestige in the business. Fast forward years later, that's when my dad threw the paper on me and said, here, go try for this radio job. And it took, I was into it about 20 years before I ever heard that story. And so if it wasn't for my father, I probably wouldn't be in the business. What did he think about you gaining success those first couple of years? And you moved around a little bit, but you were liking it. You were doing well at it. What did he think? Did he very, ever say very anything? proud. Very yeah, proud. Yeah. He and my mother are very proud, of course. He he was by the radio, and you know he's like he couldn't believe it was me, it, probably because I was talking out of the back of my throat for the first year or so, because he was living his dream through me, and I had no idea. That's great. I've enjoyed talking with you, and this has been wonderful. It really has. We're going to have to have you back for another show because it's it's nice to catch up with people in North Carolina. It's a good group of folks. I was disappointed that you're not in North Carolina. And I wanted to come see you because I wanted to meet the legend, Donna Reed. Uh, yeah, well, I'm in Texas right now, but I go back and forth in North Carolina. So I'm sure we'll catch up. Well, great. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor and I appreciate it. Hope to see you soon. You've been listening to Spotlight Conversations with Donna Reed. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify podcasts or your favorite platform. Thanks for tuning in.